Welcome to the C3 Church Noosa podcast. Stay tuned for this week's message. Fantastic. Happy Father's Day, dads. If you're a solo mum, we salute you. We love on you. Anybody that's looking after and raising young ones and importing to young lives, I salute you. And uh, hey, I'm, uh, I'm pumped to be here this morning. I'm ready for the Word of God. Is anybody ready for the Word of God? All right, for the rest of you, I'm going to get you there by the end of this. And I, uh, I just want to let you know, last week I finished my 1,000-kilometer charity ride. So I finished on Wednesday. I haven't, I haven't touched the bike since. I was going to cut it in half and set it on fire, and, but I'm not going to do that. I am going to still ride, but I'm going to ride when I choose to, not when I need to. So uh, very exciting. We've raised some great money for charity, and there's some real needs in the community. So I'm, gonna, I'm waiting for that to come in and... We're going to distribute that this week or the next week when it comes in. It's going to be amazing. But um, last weekend I was preaching in Tasmania and uh, Walter and Pam are actually from that church in Tasmania. So it's, it's great to have you here this morning. Can we welcome Walter and Pam? I think you're moving here apparently. That's why you've cut. No, no, just they're on holidays, but that might be a word from God for you. But there was, there was salvations and there was healings and just Spirit of God moving in the church. It was really cool. I, I got some clear words for people and and I feel like God is speaking more and more the, the, the word of God says in the last days I'll pour out my spirit on all flesh your young men will prophesy your old men will dream dreams and 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 they said just just prophesy my friend Brian who's the pastor and I got a word I've never had this word before I've had a lot of words but not this word and it was for this gentleman who I didn't know and uh I felt like God said tell him to get ready to answer his phone because he's about to get a call from an estranged family member uh, get your heart ready, get ready to answer your phone. Two minutes later, he got a call from his brother that hadn't spoken to him in two years and God was just doing a work in their life. And then later on the Sunday night, I got a word for a member of, of council down there. I just saw this picture of a rock in front of him and that the hand of God was coming down. This rock represented limitation and something that was stopping momentum and him being able to move forward. But when God touched the rock, I saw it crack and crumble before him and and I felt like God said, tell him to pray this prayer, improve or remove. That was on Sunday night. On Monday morning, there was a coup in council to oust him from his position. I don't know if he was the mayor or what he is, but, uh, and the deal, they were trying to do a vote of no confidence. Well, not only did he get through that vote of no confidence, everybody that stood against him got fired. So I was like, but here's the deal, God knows what we need, he knows the encouragement, he knows the words that need to be spoken to us, if we're just open, we'll hear from God, because he's awesome. So very exciting, again, happy Father's Day, I love Father's Day, it's just a great chance to honour those who are at the helm leading strong and leading their families, and, and I want to encourage all of us this morning, especially the men, especially the dads, is uh, I want to encourage us how to deal with stress Jesus style. Everybody say dealing with stress. Jesus style. We all, it's a big gig being a dad, being a parent, being a provider, somebody that has to protect, somebody that has to mentor and lead and teach. It's a big gig and it's, and it is a stressful gig. Uh, but Jesus, he just didn't, he just didn't stress. And so I think that, that, you know, if you want to be a good at something, follow a mentor or a leader that was good at it. Jesus was the ultimate. And, uh, before we get there, can I just, can I start with a joke? I didn't know Melissa was doing a joke this morning, but I got a joke as well. And it's, there's a doctor and he points at his patient. He says, you, said the doctor to the patient, are in terrible shape. 
And unless something is quickly done, you're going to die. You're under too much stress, you're not eating right, and tell your wife that she must start cooking more nutritious meals to help you reduce the stress. Have her keep the kids off your back so you can relax, then make a budget, tell her to stick to that budget. If she'll do all of this, you should recover completely, otherwise you'll be dead in a month. All right? And the man was visibly shaken, and he said to the, the doctor, Doc, would you call my wife before I get home and give her these instructions? I said, sure. When he got home, his wife rushed to him and said, I've just talked to the doctor, she wailed. Honey, he said, you only have 30 days to live. <laughs> She's not going to change. She's <laughs> so this morning, it's Father's Day. I want to talk to us all about dealing with stress. In Philippians 4 and verse 6, it says this. Don't worry about anything. Now, what I love, because the Bible says that all Scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching, so, so that we can learn stuff. And then the Word of God says, don't worry. My encouragement to you this morning, you're not perfect. You make mistakes. You haven't done it all right. You don't know everything. Don't worry. If your father or your mentor or your lead with God, you'll have what you need when you need it. It says, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Don't worry about anything, pray about everything. How often do we get those two things the other way around? I worry about everything and I pray about nothing. I worry about how I can control this, how I can make this work, how I can stretch and make ends meet, and then I don't go to God for anything. But here it's saying, don't worry about anything, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank Him for all He's done. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything that could be understood. His peace will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. What I love is that uh, we don't have it all together. My dad didn't have it all together. He did the very best that he could raising seven kids. But you know what? Life's worked out. And I think at times we put so much stress and so much pressure on ourselves to be what we can't be in and of ourselves and then we fall short. But God created you to be the father that you are. Be who you are. And... Uh, so often I think it can be perceived as a burden what God wants to be a blessing in our life. It, it's a burden to provide. It's a burden to pay the mortgage. It's a burden to raise kids. It's a burden. But, but they're actually the very things that God brought into our lives to bless us and make us be all that he created us to be. It says in Genesis 1, it says, let us make man in our image. In the image of God, he created them, male and female. He created them. He, he saw what he created, he said it was good, and then he said, now I've placed you here in the earth to go forward, multiply, and have dominion. Multiply and have dominion. What does multiply mean? It means have kids, it means grow a family, it means, it, it means raise, raise others up, spiritually and physically. It's not a burden, it, it, it's a blessing for our lives. And when we flip that switch and we look through the perspective of this is actually a blessing that is causing me to be a bigger man, a better man, to, to be who God created me, to, it works. God knows how we're wired and in our wiring, he says this in Isaiah 55, says, come, all you who are thirsty, come to the waters. You who have no money, come buy and eat. Come buy wine and milk without money and without cost. In Matthew 11.28, it says, come to me, all you who are labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. I feel like God wants to give some people rest this morning in your fathering, in your mentoring, in your raising up of young lives and, and others in your world. 
that, that not, not to put pressure on you, but to be that pressure relief valve. To say, come to me so that I can do what you can't do in and of yourself because I want you to rest. I want you to find peace. I want you to find joy. I want you to find contentment and fulfillment in life. Amen? Take my yoke upon you and learn from me because I'm gentle and lowly in heart. You'll find rest for your souls. My yoke is easy and my burden is light. Again, it's just a different way of looking at it's not a burden. I am a better person because of my kids, because of my family, because of the responsibilities that I carry. But I'm not called to carry them on my own. The message version of Matthew 11 says this. It says, you're tired? You're worn out? Are you burnt out on religion? Come to me. Get away with, get away with me and you'll recover your life. Is there anybody that wants to recover their life this morning? Recover perspective, recover peace, recover joy. Is there, you know, get away with me and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take real rest. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't let, lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. If, if anything is needed in society today, it's fathers, it's, it's parents it's li- that are, are living lightly and freely. Not carrying the weight of expectation and anxiety and fear and, and, and you know, failure from the past, but living lightly and freely. And that's what God invites all of us into, is a life of freedom in Him. And the reality is we live in a high-stress world with thousands of options. And the more options, the more stress, because the more decisions I have to make. It's not like there's one, two, and three, and I can do one of those. There's, there's a multitude of options and, and standards and ex- expectations and opinions, but, but it, it, it creates more stress in our world. We have way too much information. I, I can do a Google search and get 10 billion answers within seconds, we, and it's not helpful to us. It just increases our anxiety levels because, wow, what I thought could have been a sunspot, now it could be this spot, it could be that spot. I don't know if I'm a, a leopard or a cheetah or a giraffe. I don't know what's going on. And I've Googled something and this said this and that said, we just got too much information and it, and it, and it creates stress. And we've, each of us face pressure. Pressure is not a bad thing. Pressure, pressure will produce in your life, but it's how you face pressure that determines, you know, because as, as, a, as a dad, as a mom, as a, we've got to raise money. We've got to raise kids. We've got to have time. We've got to, you know, there's all these external pressures, but it's, it's, it's how we face those pressures. And the reality is, is people are medicating, self-medicating, turning to things that, to escape pressures and stress and depressions. But here it says, Jesus speaking, if you come away with me, you'll find rest for your souls. You don't have to be dependent on something else, someone else, some other's opinion. If you come to me, and again, so often we worry about everything, pray about nothing, never go to God, always go to something else, and we don't find the rest from our, for our souls. You were created, you're created by design and intention. You are a purposed being. The Bible says you were created and made perfect in your mother's womb. That before you were born, before the one day of your life ever took place, God knew you. He smiled on you. He's happy with you. He loves you. He takes delight in you. He knows what you need. He knows when you need it. Just find rest for your soul by going to him. Go and plug in. I was talking to somebody yesterday about the more I use my phone, the more I need to recharge it. The more I drive my car, the more I need to fill it. Well, the busier your life is, the bigger your life is, you need to go to God more often, more regularly to be recharged. Melissa was talking earlier. Yeah, come on, let's give God a hand clap this morning. Come on, the Word of God will change your life. It's good for you. Those that hunger and thirst for righteousness will be filled. 
God is not withholding. God is not, is not reluctant to bless your life. He wants to pour out over your world. He wants you to have more than you need so you can be the blessing you've been created to be. God, God wants to pour out and he's not holding back, but he wants you to wait in him and rest in him so you can find rest for your soul. The best fathers I know rest in him. And they get perspective and they get peace and they find patience because they've rested in him, not they've done more. God's not interested in your doing. He's interested in setting the example for you to follow. Because when we follow the example that he sets for our lives, our kids get the fathering that they need. Psalm 46.10 says, Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. Be still and know that I am God. Not do more and see that I am God. Be still. And I don't know about you, but as fathers, I don't want to be still. I want to do. And I've got to do the lawn. I've got to wash the car and I've got to water blast the driveway and I have to take the kids to soccer and we've got to go for a serve. We've got to make some dinner. We've got but God, just, just be still. Find time in your schedule. Find time in your world, in your rhythm, so that I can slot into that and help you do what I've called you to do. When we're relying on ourselves, we're not relying on God. And I don't know how many times I've faced situations as a father where I try and do it out of what I know or I try and do it out of what's been displayed to me, an example to me, when I, when I try and do it through the information that I have or, the, or others' expectations. But see, when we're relying on ourselves or others, we're not relying on God. And His power doesn't depend on our strength. It actually depends on our powerlessness. Because He says, my, my strength will be made perfect in your weakness. Again, we're not going to have it all together, guys. We're not going to know what to do all of the time, but we can rely on him all of the time. And he says, if anybody lacks anything, they should ask of God who will pour out liberally and without reproach. God wants to pour out. So he wants to pour out wisdom. He wants to pour out blessing. He wants to, God wants to fill your life. Amen? Amen? Come on. Hebrews tells us the greatest labor we should ever do is to enter into rest. The greatest thing we should do is labor to enter into the rest that God wants to provide. Hebrews 4.11 says, Let us labor, therefore, to enter into that rest, lest any men fall after the same example of unbelief. You know, God created the heavens, the earth, and everything that we see in six days, then he rested. He created a Sabbath. We need to have a Sabbath in our lives where we rest and wait, where we rest and, and recover, where we rest and get refilled. And, and the reason, you know... The, for the Sabbath was that we'd stop working, would rest, and would worship. Turn your head off. Everything's going to keep going the next day. Just, just stop, reset, rest, and worship. You know, when the world says work, rest, and play, work, rest, and play, work, rest, and play. But, but here we've got, we got to work. We've got to rest. We've got to worship. Seek Him for His heart, for His mind, for, for His blessing into our life. And, and it takes faith to enter into rest. It takes faith to stop. It takes faith. But, but Isaiah 64 says, God works for those that wait for him. He meets with those who rejoice. So you can do it in your strength. You can do it in your intellect, in your knowledge, in what you know. But when you wait, God goes to work. And it's not the other way around. It's, it's when you wait for him, God goes to work in your life. I, I like that. I think that's pretty cool. And uh, every year the Israelites were commanded three times to go to, to Jerusalem for their annual festivals. They were told, stop what you're doing, leave your farms, leave your crops, leave your, go to Jerusalem and worship me. Go and rest, go and let me pour back into your life. And then God's promise was, if you do, 
None of your crops will fail. None of your animals will get stolen. I will protect and bless yours and what you have. God says the same thing to us today. Do you know, church should be an oasis in the midst of a stressful world. That, that it's not that oh, I have to go to church. It's just, you get to come to the presence of God. You get to come and stand in the presence. You get to come and get refilled, refreshed, refired so you can go out for the next six days. But you don't have to carry stress and pressure. You can just carry worship in your heart. God will come in and take the rest. God wants to do a transfer. He wants to do uh, a replacement for your stress. Amen? We're called to live in the Spirit, to be people of the Spirit. You find that in the presence of God. And it says in, in Galatians 5, 25, it says, if we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit, or let us keep pace with the Spirit. I want to encourage you, let's walk in the Spirit of God. Let's allow God to speak to us, to lead us and guide us in the pace and in the rhythm that He has for our lives so that we find peace. I don't know about you. One of the greatest gifts you can ever receive is the gift of peace. I, I, I hate turmoil. I hate anxiety. I hate the stress and the pressure that just comes through life naturally when you're laying on bed at night and you can't sleep because your mind won't turn off you're, you're sitting there with a stomach that's churning because you're thinking how's that gonna how am I gonna make that bill how am I gonna you know reconcile with that person how am I gonna do this how am I gonna do that God says don't carry the weight the burden the pressure come to me wait for me walk in my spirit I want to walk with you closer than a brother I want to do life with you and I don't know about you but how often because of pressure do you push God away how often do we distance ourselves because of what I'm feeling rather than drawing close? When you're feeling that weight, that pressure, that anger, it, that's the time to press in closer to him. Amen? And the cool thing is that we have to find that pace and that rhythm, that not walking in front of him, not lagging behind, not trying to take terms, but saying, God, where are we going in this adventure called life? What, what are we going to do together? Because dads, you know what? We have the great privilege of, of taking our family somewhere, of leading them somewhere. That, that, that this is an adventure. This is a blessing. Your life and, and what you have has been gifted to you by God. And I want to encourage you to see that it is a gift from God, a rare, precious gift that we have but for a moment. Let's make the most of every day, every moment, because we've been called to live like eagles. We've been called to rise above. We've been called to live above and beyond our circumstances, our stresses, our pressures, our weights. And it says in Isaiah 40, 28, it says, Have you not known, have you not heard, the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth, neither faints nor wearies. His understanding is unsearchable. He gives power to, to the weak, and to those who have no might, he increases their strength. Even the youths shall um, faint and grow weary, and young men shall utterly fall. But... Everybody say, but. But. I love that in God, there's always a but. In, in God, there's always an alternative. In God, there's always a solution, an answer, a way out that, that, that those that have energy, that those that have passion and vision, they might, they might stumble and fall. But with God, I love this. Those who wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They will rise up on wings of eagles. They'll run and not grow weary. They'll walk and will not faint. When you don't know what to do, wait on him. Because he's going to cause you by the thermals of the spirit to rise above. And do you know what I love about eagles? I, I love going down the beach and watching eagles. They don't flap. Have you ever seen, you've got your, your magpies and you've got your seagulls and you've got the little squawkers just squawking and flapping and squawking and flapping. They're subject to the wind. They're subject to the conditions. And the eagle just starts soaring above. 
the eagle just spreads its wings, knowing who it is, and just starts rising above, circling. So rather than being circled by your problems and entrapped by the pressures and weights that come out, it just starts to rise above. God wants you to rise above. God wants you to live beyond. He wants you to have a different perspective in life, in, in fathering, in mothering, in leading, in whatever you do. And I love it. What, what do you have to do? Just be expectant that God is going to move in your world and wait on him. I love that. Is this helping anybody? It's helping me. I'm feeling good. I feel better about myself as a father. I was feeling pretty bad this morning. I got a garlic press. I didn't even get a donut. We got donuts. We got donuts for everybody after this. Krispy Kreme. So if, if this is terrible, everything I'm saying, we've got Krispy Kreme. Just remember Krispy Kreme. <laughs> Filter the message through Krispy Kreme. That, that's the biggest response I've got all morning. <laughs> come on, mate. Come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I should have given you a Krispy. We should have done communion with Krispy Kremes right before I preached. I have you just all buzzing and, and bouncing and... You know, in the scriptures, there's three lets. And I want to talk to you this morning about three gears that we can move in in life in God. Amen? The first one is let God. Everybody say, let God. Psalm 68, one says, let God arise, let his enemies be scattered, let those also who hate him flee before him. Let God arise. Men, women, everybody, I want to encourage you, let God arise in your life. Let God arise in the midst of your circumstance. Let God arise in the midst of your fear, your pressure, your stresses. Let God arise. Don't, don't hold God down. Don't hold God back. Don't distance yourself. Let God and watch what he could do. God's spoken dreams. He's spoken purpose. He's spoken vision into your life. There's an ultimate for you that you can see. If my life was like this, I'd love. God says, I want to do that and more. And the Bible says that to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that you could ask or imagine. The Bible says, delight yourself in the Lord. He will give you the desires of your heart. Again, God's not this reluctant, man, I'm going to punish you and I'm going to smite you and I'm going to give you just as the littlest I can so that you're stressed every day of your life. I want you struggling. I want you in poverty. I want you broken. I want you hurting. I want you, God, that's not God. If you've been told that's God, that's not our God. Our God is a good and loving father that withholds nothing from those who walk uprightly in him. Let God arise. I sent you that challenge this month. Create space in your world, in your schedule, in your, in your time, for God to be God in your world. So often, as we were talking before, we're crying out for God to do and God to move and God to be. And he goes, I, I can't even get in the middle. You've got, there's, there's no time or space created for, for me in your world, in your emotions, in your schedule, in your, in your flow. There's, I've got no room and I'm a gentleman. I won't force my way in. My challenge to you is to let God. Give him room. And remember that eagles don't flap. They glide. It shouldn't be a stress. It shouldn't be a, a you, you working as hard as you can just to make this life work. God did not put you on this planet for you to flap around from this to that to this to that. But you don't know how much I've got going on. You don't know what's going on in my world. I know that God is big enough to meet you at your point of faith, to carry you above the challenges you face. Amen. Come on, let's put our hands together for him this morning. First one's let, let God. The second one's let us. Psalm 122 says, I was glad when they said to me, let's go to the house of the Lord. Life's always better. Life's always easier. Life's always more joyful when it's done together. The reason for the house of God, the reason for connect groups, the reason for men's group. This, this Wednesday, we've got a men's group at Peter Walsh's, 7.30. It's going to be amazing. Just talking about the issues. Seven. I'll be there at seven. Uh, 
it's going to be awesome. Supper's provided afterwards. I think Krispy Kremes and platters and stuff like that. There's, there's whiskeys and bourbons for everybody, haircuts and uh, massages. It's going to be amazing. It's going to be a fantastic time. Seven o'clock, we'll send out the address this week. Uh, life's better when it's done together. I, by nature, like to sit in the corner by myself. I can do that, but life's more fun when it's done together. I just did a surf trip to Indonesia. I, I, I was there with 10 other guys. It was fun. I won't apologize for living my life and having fun because God put you on this planet to enjoy an experience, to take dominion over all the... He said, I created it for you. And when you're having fun... You'll father better, you'll parent better, you'll lead better, you'll support better, you'll understand better because for you, life is working. God wants your life to work out. You know, I've walked through some stuff. You've walked through some stuff. Stuff is challenging, but don't let the challenges filter the totality of your life. Life is good. Life is awesome. It should be joy-filled. And yes, I've got some struggles. Yes, I'm facing some challenges. But on the other side, God's already out there. I've done this a thousand times. He's standing on the other side of time saying, it's all good. All things have worked together for your good. No, it's not good. I'm, I'm facing this challenge. I've been in pain for 10 years. I've got bone on bone. I need hip replacements. He goes, it's all good. Just come out over here. I'm already out over here. You've got new hips. You've got new joy. You've got new energy, new vitality. Just face what you have to face. Rise above it. Walk in the strength that God gives you. Get to the other side in victory and enjoy the life you've been given. Just relax. Let God, let us, and the third thing is let go. So often the stress, the pressure, the fear, the anxiety, we're control freaks and we're holding on to what we can't change anyway. My encouragement to you this morning, if you can't change it, don't carry it. If you can't change it, it's not yours to carry. It's yours to give to God. The Bible says, cast your cares upon me because I care for you. So often I act out of the weight that I'm carrying that I should have given to God. So my, my kids get a short answer instead of a loving answer because I'm carrying pressures that God says, I wish you'd just give them to me. If you gave them for me, you'd have a clearer perspective. You'd have peace in your heart. You could do and be who I've called you to be to your kids rather than carrying that rubbish that you're carrying around, those backpacks, those, you know, the little caboose that you've got behind me that's loaded up with things from 20 years ago. Let it go. Cut it off. Get rid of the trailer. Get rid of the rubbish. Get rid of, just go to the tip and leave it there. You know, I, I don't know about you, but when I've filled my car with rubbish, I, I take it to the tip. I don't drive back there and pick it up again. <laughs> it gets incinerated. It gets compacted. It gets dealt with. But so often, we, we go and leave our rubbish. Thank you, Jesus. We come to the order. Thank you, Jesus. I'm free. I'm free. I'm free. I'm feeling light. I'm feeling free. But then on Tuesday, we go back and pick it back up again. <laughs> I like the freedom, but uh, there's a little bit of comfort here as well. You know what? God wants you to cut off. He wants you to draw a line in the sand and say, I'm free. I'm a new creation in Christ, therefore I'm free, I'm light. There is a rhythm and flow to my world that I can enjoy and experience and I don't have to go back to. You know, let, let's let go, let's leave the former things behind. Let's not dwell on them, let's not think about them. You know, the Israelites said it would have been better if we had stayed in Egypt. Well, when you're in Egypt, you wanted to get free. When you're in Egypt, you were under bondage, you were, you were being persecuted, you were being, they said it would have been better if we died in Egypt. Do you know why they said that? Because they weren't getting what they wanted in their freedom. More than freedom, we should want Jesus. Because in Jesus, we find our freedom, we have everything we need. 
but we're looking for what, what we don't have. But he's saying, just look to me. Amen. Let go of your past. Let go of your failures. Let go of your worries. Let go. Just relax and let God be God in your world so you can be who he created to you to be in others' worlds. Whether that's your kids, whether that's and it's physical or spiritual kids, whether that's whatever that is, let go and relax. If you hear nothing else from me this morning, but you hear this, well, two things, relax and Krispy Kremes. So I'm just trying to relax, enjoy. That is what you've been created for. And, you know, I love, I go and work with Pete quite regularly up at his house. And I work really slowly because then we get to work more together. No, no. But it's just fun. Yeah. Yes, you do. But it's just fun. It's just enjoyable. There's great conversation. We're doing life where it's relaxed. And it doesn't matter what I'm feeling driving up to his house. When I get there for that eight-hour block or whatever, it is, it's relaxed. And there's a rhythm and a flow. And I feel like at the end of it, we've achieved far more than building a house. We're building relationship, we're building life, we're building a bond that we can do with our families, distant and, and, and close by. Is this helping anybody? 1 Peter 5, 7 says, cast all your cares upon him because he cares for you. Corey Ten Boone said this, worry does not empty tomorrow of its sorrow, it empties today of its strength. Worrying about something does absolutely nothing except holds you bondage to the worry. And, you know, it says in... in um, Hebrews, it says, because we're surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us cast off every weight and sin which so easily entangles us. Let's run with endurance the race set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross, scorning its shame, and is now seated at the right hand of the Father. Let us cast off. Cast off is active. Cast off is continual. Cast off is worry, get behind me. Worry, I'm not worried about you any longer. Worry, you can go to hell. I'm, I'm not picking you up any, any longer. I'm focused on the future. I'm focused on the promises. There's 8,000 promises of God for you in the Word. Do you know what the promises are? Have you taken hold of them? The, the way we take a hold of them is by faith. Faith and worry can't coexist. They're diametrically opposed. You, you can't have faith and worry in the same situation in the same moment. You have to go from one camp to the other. You have to go, you know what, I'm putting off worry and I'm stepping into faith can't understand it can't see how it could happen don't know what God's going to do but I choose to believe when we put our faith in a good and loving father everything changes in a moment everything shifts the way I look at life the way I look at the future the way I conduct myself the way I respond changes in a moment when I'm in faith let's be those men and women who are filled with faith who, who are overcomers because that's what the Word of God says, who live in victory because it's a promise made over our lives. I don't know about you, but that's how I want to live. Don't do it all the time. Try as much as I can to be there. I want to, you know what, I'm going to stop in a minute and pray for everybody so we can have Krispy Kremes. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, let's give God a hand for Krispy Kremes. Psalm 55, 22 says, Cast your burden on the Lord and He shall sustain you. He shall never permit the righteous to be moved. I love it. Cast your burden on the Lord. Let me ask you the question this morning. What are you burdened by? What's the greatest issue in your world this morning? What is holding on to it doing for you? Because you could cast it this morning upon the Lord and he will sustain you. He will strengthen you. He will lift you up. God is a lifter of heads. God is a lifter of countenances. 
And, and, and I don't know about you, but the, the people in my world that are the most joyous are the most carefree. They worry little about anything, trust God in everything and walk through life almost with rose-colored glasses on. I'd rather walk through life with rose-colored glasses on, believing in God's goodness, than, than walk through life as, as somebody that brings everybody else down, worried about what may happen. What is it like? 80% of worries will never actually take place. So we worry about what will never happen and then we get worried that it didn't happen. Will it still happen now? There's that thing that might happen and that thing that might happen. You know what? Let's just walk in faith and if it does happen, God is still big enough to get us through to the other side. He cares for you. He loves you. So this morning I want to say this. Pressure is inevitable, but it's what we do with the pressure. Because pressure produces diamonds. You know, a car needs to be under load to actually work as it's created. Sitting on the freeway in first gear is futile. Going through the gears, accepting the weight and the pressure of the acceleration, getting into sixth gear carries me at a faster pace towards the future that God has me. So men, women, parents, dads, don't sweat the small stuff. Don't miss the moments that matter. Don't try to be more than you are because what you are is enough. My encouragement this morning from the Word of God is just laugh, love and listen just laugh love and listen the rest will work itself out it does anyway life works itself out and I can get stressed I can get angry I can get infuriated I can get frustrated I can carry all this pent-up aggression and, 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 and you know what the outworking is somebody else will then feel that or I can go God today I'm giving to you every fear every worry every stress and, and they are real your financial pressure is real but so is God and David said I would have lost heart if I had not believed that I'd see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living he, he faced some challenges he faced some pressures he faced some giants everything we face there's nothing new everything we face somebody else has faced at some point difference is we have God walking alongside us to carry us through every single thing we face. Can we just stand to our feet this morning? Thanks for listening to the C3 Church Noosa podcast. For more life-changing messages, visit us online at c3noosa.org. If you've been blessed by this message, please consider partnering with us financially to see the work of God continue flourishing in and through C3 Church Noosa. God bless.